Welcome to the Pod Junkie Podcast, episode number nine. Welcome to the Pod Junkie Podcast, where I bring you self-development tips inspired by my own life experiences, guest expert interviews in all areas of business, and I also share tons of resources, mostly other podcasts, that have made me laugh, think, act, or dig deeper into myself. I am Lauren Jean, podcast stylist, author, and of course, a podcast junkie. I thrive on sharing and helping others to grow. So let's just jump right into the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Pod Junkie Podcast. I have on the line today with me, Amanda Gates. She is an interior designer. And we are going to go over some fun stuff today. And I know this is definitely something I could use because even though I think I'm in order, sometimes I'm a complete disaster, like looking at my desk right now. Um, it's a mess and we could definitely use your help out here. And I love the topic of feng shui. I was always sort of fascinated by it, but never really dug deep into it because let's just face it. I don't have time for it. So I want you to tell me, I want you to share with us today some ways that we can sort of feng shui our office area. Most people out there are, you know, operating smaller, some larger, but I would say most from like a home office or sort of an on-the-go kind of thing. So before we get into that, Amanda, why don't you just share a little bit about yourself? You're also a podcaster, and I love that. I love connecting with other podcasters because it's just my love. You know, the name of the show is the podcast, uh, the Pod Junkie Podcast. So there you go. So I want you to share about your podcast as well so we can check that out. So just dive in here and let us know a little bit about you, uh, share a little bit about your business and your podcast, and maybe a quick little something about yourself. Whatever you want to share is cool. Well, hello. Hello, everyone. This is Amanda Gates. Uh, My business is Gates Interior Design. Um, I am an interior designer and feng shui practitioner. Um, My podcast is Design 101, Living Your Best Life. Um, I am basically a lifestyle brand. Um, A lot of people like hear interior design and they think, oh, pretty interior design, um, which is part of that. But um, it's kind of a uh, full-blown, we do uh, not only interior design, but we call it intentional um, because everything that we do has feng shui behind it. We are also very sustainable, so we are a bunch of green hippies over here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And actually, one of the reasons that I started the podcast, um, I originally started it in 2011, um, but I wanted to teach people easy, uh, fundamental ways that they could really live their best life, whether it was through eating organic food. Um, small practices that they could do with design, um, easy, easy, sustainable practices that they could do and little things that they could do in their offices. I mean, you name it. I've had everything from business coaches to feng shui practitioners to interior designers, um, business gurus. I've pretty much had everybody on there. So I really use it as a platform to really help people live their best life. Um, Because I feel like, you know, especially from an entrepreneur standpoint, it's all about um, everything that we touch, just being... uh, elevating everything that we do in some way. And it could be so small. It could be, it was so funny just before we came on here. Um, 
I, I messaged you to make sure that we had connected and I had, uh, a, I had a bunch of messages coming up on Skype from another person that I had interviewed earlier this year. And, um, her name is Suzette and I had, uh, the Alcat test done earlier this year. It's a food sensitivity test. Yeah, I've heard of that. And yeah, it was amazing. Oh my God. It was so eye opening. But Suzette was messaging me frantically like, Hey, I see you're on Skype. I see you're on Skype. Hello. Are you, are you there? And I was like, yes, Suzette, I'm here. <laughs> and she said, I just want you to know that because of our podcast, this amazing opportunity came up for me. Um, and so I switched careers and I haven't had a chance to thank you. And I was like, wow, that is so amazing. So, um, just little, you know, little ways to touch people that you don't even realize that you're doing it and it changes their life. So I love that. Yeah, it really does. You have no idea. I mean, I'm sure you have had, um, other contacts as well. You know, people have contacted me. I'm like, wow, you know, you you don't realize who you're actually touching until they actually reach out to you, which is why I encourage people to do that. Cause that's sort of why I keep going, you know, for myself too, but it feels so good to really touch someone else. Even if it's just one person, you know, it just feels so amazing. And that's what really keeps me going. And that's really the heart of it. Why I love to do it so much because it's done so much for me and I know it's doing, you know, plenty for other people as well. So, um, and it's such small things like, you know, it, it, it gave her a platform to have her dream job and, I had no idea, not until just a little bit ago, but, um, you know, such a small thing that was such a big thing to her. I was like, okay, well, we just recorded a little podcast. <laughs> That's so cool. No big deal. <laughs> That's so amazing. Oh my goodness. But apparently somebody heard it and was blown away by her expertise. And so they hired her. And so I was like, wow, thank you for sharing that with me. Cause it made my day. <laughs> yeah. That's great. That's so cool. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's, it's such an amazing feeling, but, um, yeah, let's get right into this because I know you got some some juicy tips for us. I'm sure there's so many of them, but I just want to really get into, you know, three to five tips that you think are maybe the most powerful, the simplest, because I like simple. A lot of us can't deal with anything complicated. So some simple tips that we can use to um, really get ourselves sort of in line with what we need to do, you know, increasing productivity, increasing our bottom line, all that good stuff. Share away. (laughs) Well, let me back up just a little bit. Um, For the listeners who are tuning in and don't really know what feng shui is, most everybody has heard of it, um, but don't necessarily know what it is. A lot of people, when I ask, they have... um, Usually one of three things that they'll say. They'll say it's moving furniture, um, clutter control, or Asian decor. And (laughs) (laughs) um, it may be one of those things. Uh, I'm not saying that it doesn't include. It it may. But what feng shui really is, um, is about operating with a full tank. Um, I always reference it to a level, you know, that tool that a handyman uses that they'll place like on a picture or something and, and like the bubble on the level will be off. And so the handyman knows, Oh, I need to straighten this. Yes. I, I look at feng shui in that way. Um, I look at a home as being a little crooked, which means the feng shui is a little bit off. And what we can do is we can put into place these really great feng shui tools to level it out 
so that you're operating with a full tank. Plain and simple. It's nothing complex, nothing voodoo, nothing to fear. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, It's really just about uh, creating this environment that allows you to operate with a full tank. So the goal is, is that we've got all of these areas that feng shui touches. When we're looking at a home, there's basically nine areas that feng shui touches. And really what it comes down to is, is what, um, culture deems as the most important things, but this actually goes back to a very ancient book called the I Ching. So we've got wealth, which, you know, when it comes to feng shui, it's always about wealth and partnership. That's what everybody wants to fix is wealth and partnership. But we've got wealth, family, knowledge, fame. We've got health in the center, career, travel, children, and then partnership. So we've basically got nine areas. And what we can do is we can utilize these nine areas to enhance our life. So what we want to focus on today is that for the listeners who are working from their home, whether you're running a little tiny Etsy shop or a full-blown empire, um, it's really important to operate from that full tank, right? So a lot of times I'll um, go to a person's home. I just was working with a gal. Uh, I live in Nashville. This gal just moved here from Seattle. She's got, she, she contacts me and she's like, I'm just running this little Etsy shop and I just want to make sure that like my feng shui is right. So she literally uses the words, my little feng shui or my little Etsy shop. And so I'm thinking, okay, she's like running like this little Etsy shop. Um, And I'm thinking little as in, I don't know, a couple hundred bucks a month. Folks, she's making six figures a year on her little shop. (laughs) (laughs) This is not little. (laughs) So I was surprised to see that she was running this quote unquote little shop from her kitchen. And like she had this little tiny, like, you know how some kitchens have built in desks now in the cabinetry. So like half of her counters had like orders on them and like the desk was completely consumed and then the dining table behind her. And like, so those are two of my pet peeves. I see that a lot of times business owners, um, again, whether it's a little tiny empire or a big ass empire, I see a lot of people that will, um, operate from a small little scrunch space. And to me, uh, from a feng shui standpoint, that's not taking your empire seriously. Whether you're doing a couple hundred bucks or you're doing a couple hundred thousand bucks, take your empire seriously. Because the energy that you're driving into that is the energy that's going to show up to the, the business. So what we were able to do is get her off. And the other pet peeve is dining tables. I see a lot of people run their enterprises like out of the, the formal dining room, right? Cause, Oh, well, we only use that once or twice a year. So like it becomes engulfed with like paperwork and computers and, um, make it an office, there's no reason that it has to be a dining room. If you only use it twice a year, make it an office, but don't use the dining table. Um, so those are two pet peeves. And that's something that you can do right away. Um, this gal in particular had uh, a loft space in her home that they weren't really using. It was kind of a TV room and they were only using it, you know, maybe once or twice a week. So I was like, let's get rid of that. Let's turn this into a full-fledged empire. So we were able to get some desks in there and set it up in a way that actually looked like a six-figure business. And she couldn't believe from a productivity standpoint of being able to have zones. You can't do that when you're operating out of a kitchen, right? No. Like, <laughs> she's like 
24 inches of space in the kitchen and like everything in that kitchen was work related. And so from a feng shui standpoint, the problem with that is that um, everything is energy. So when you're cooking your food and you're looking at your office and all of those orders, that energy is then going into your food, right? So the worry that I have to call this person, I have to get this mailed out, I have to do this, all of that is that stress is going into the food. And that's what's nourishing your family. And we don't want that. So designate an area in your home. I see a lot of people who also have guest rooms and they'll have guests once or twice a year. Put them in the Marriott down the road. Your empire <laughs> right? Like this is what is feeding your family. This is what's paying the bills. This is something that you do 300 plus days a year. Get rid of the guest room and set up your empire and put the, you know, appropriate furniture in there. That's pet peeve number two. Um, I will see people um, not invest in good quality furniture. Invest in the best that you can afford. So if you're just starting out and you've only got 200 bucks, buy the best thing that you can afford. But if you're making six figures, up level. That's another thing that's a huge pet peeve of mine is that like with this gal, she's shoved in the, on the kitchen and the dining table and it's like, you're making six figures a year. You can afford a good desk. Let's buy a good desk. So, uh, and I've seen people who are, you know, bringing in $50,000 a year with their businesses and they're operating on this little tiny beat up piece of crap thrift store desk that was 20 bucks up level. You're now at a point where you can up level. So like your business up levels, up level your desk. And again, buy the best that you can afford. If you're just starting out, that thrift store find is fine. Because that's what's going to get you to that next level. But treat it like an empire. Everything that you drive into that, everything that you put into that energy-wise is what's going to manifest. So that's how we want to treat it. That makes complete sense. And I love your pet peeves. They're they're funny, but they're totally (laughs) right. (laughs) Totally. Because I see it again and again and again. Um, Another thing is... You know, in treating it like it is your empire, um, always set your desk up uh, in a way that puts you in command. I see a lot of people who will shove their desks up against a window or they'll shove their desks up against a wall, and that's the worst thing that you can do. Um, you want to be what's called in command. You that's are this- right now. I'm sitting next to a window. <laughs> sitting next to it is fine, but can you see the door? It's behind me. Ah, I can't yeah. do <laughs> <laughs> That's bad. Sorry. Okay. Your drugs. <laughs> yeah. So what we want to do is we want to have your, you want to be facing the door. And the reason behind that is the theory is, is that when it comes to feng shui, especially when you're a business owner, you want to be in command. Um, if you're not, if your back is to the door, you can see things show up as things going on behind your back. You're not being respected. People don't take you seriously. Your voice is not heard. So what you want to do is be in command because you are the CEO and the president of your empire, right? right. So we want, to, we want to be in that power position so that we emanate that power. And again, all of that power is driven into every single thing that you touch. And I'm sorry for blowing out everything. <laughs> It's so funny that I'm like, oh, I have to tell her this. (laughs) Yeah. So, and then, uh, my, my last tip would be, um, 
Well, actually, I have two tips, two more tips. Um, Desk-wise, get get a fairly big desk. I, I would say that uh, I see that a lot, too, where people will buy really small desks. Um, I'm really big, you know, I like to spread. You know, I have a lot of stuff, and I lay out blueprints and stuff like that. But one, the one thing that I like about having a big desk is, from a creative standpoint, I really like to be able to uh, create and if you have a small space, you're not able to uh, have a space for creativity to allow that space to thrive. So if you look at it as the, the amount of space that you have is the amount of space of creativity you're going to have. So it limits your opportunities. So get a big enough desk to where it really allows you to be your creative self. And I don't want to hear, oh, I'm an attorney. I'm not creative. Yes, you are. Because you have to think of creative ways to put together a case. You have to think of creative ways to approach. So every single position and job that's out there is creative because you have to think creatively to make shit happen, right? Yes. So always buy and have a desk or enough surface space so that it allows that creativity to unfold and allow you to be your best self. And my final tip is never, ever, ever, ever buy a glass desk glass is the worst thing that you can have because um it's seen as um breakability you're fragile it comes off as the energy just goes right through the creativity goes right through people can see right through you it's just it's not good for a ceo um or a president of a company to have a glass desk very bad feng shui awesome those are some (laughs) good some interesting tips so what are your questions? Bring them on. Oh, my goodness. I have to say, um, where do I start? <laughs> I like that one about, about facing the door because, I mean, the people who are listening to this show, I am definitely very woo-woo. So I totally believe that. It makes complete sense. It really does. But you know what? I never thought about it in that way. Yeah. And it totally changed how I like, I want to, I want to set things up in here. I mean, I have a small, I've definitely have a small area and I've used that, but I have a big desk and I'm definitely not using it to its full capacity. Definitely not because I really don't have that much stuff, just a computer, but really computer and the, the headphones, but to be able to feel not constricted yep. is huge because I feel like I get overwhelmed a lot. And I sort of just, you know, close the computer and walk away. That's not productive. (laughs) That's definitely not productive. So I can see how that would really probably improve things, take a little bit of stress off, maybe the overwhelm, because then you can just sort of sit back and breathe and not really get um, crazy in a way, you know? Well, here's the thing. Here's something to take into consideration. The reason why, you know, like I said, a lot of people want to um, put feng shui in a box of, you know, either being extremely woo-woo or voodoo or something like that. But it's very practical. It's, it's really looking at a space in a practical way, and it operates on our fight-or-flight system. So our subconscious mind is literally picking up every single thing that goes on in our day, like a computer, And so our conscious mind um, is really on autopilot in a lot of ways, right? Like you can get in your car and get to the grocery store and not think about it. You can get in your car and get to Target and not think about it. A lot of our everyday is 75% autopilot. 
Yes. And so our subconscious mind is in there going ding, 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 ding. And it's picking up on everything that we're not thinking about. So your number one goal for your subconscious mind is to keep you out of danger. So when your back is to the door, your adrenals are on alert, your thyroid is on alert, your you know, everything is on alert and that's putting stress on your internal organs. So there's nothing woo woo about that. It's scientifically proven. So when you're putting stress on that, that's why a lot of people, when they have their back to the door and are, um, fidgety, you'll feel anxious, you'll feel fidgety, you'll feel like, and you think, oh, I'm an entrepreneur. It's because I'm ADD and I'm doing, no, it's because your back is to the door. You're fidgety because your subconscious mind is going danger, 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 (laughs) danger, you're in danger. And so that's why it does that. It's making you fidgety and it's making you not want to sit still because your back is to the door and it senses danger. So it's a fight or flight response. And so after time, this can be extremely depleting. This can be very hard on your internal organs. And this can over time cause uh, health effects on your system. So it can show up as issues along the midline. It can show up as um, adrenal issues, uh, bladder infections, things like that. So, I mean, I've seen this show up with people. And I've seen people um, who have their uh, backs to the door. And I literally had a client uh, come to me two years ago saying that she wanted to um, figure out what was going on with her office because things kept going on behind her back. And I said, where's your office and is your back to the door? And it was. She literally used those words. And I was like, I know exactly what the issue is. Where's your desk? (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing how you explained it so simply, but yet we don't think about that kind of thing. And yeah. that's, that's why we have you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's just, I've always been fascinated by this kind of thing and organization or so much. I'm, I'm always finding myself reorganizing things, setting things up. And maybe it's cause I'm just subconsciously, I'm not in the right spots. And somehow my brain knows that. Yeah. And yet my, what is it? My, reg- my regular brain, the front, is just, I don't know, just constantly unhappy with that kind of thing. And yeah. uh, you can't really unlock that kind of thing until you're speaking with someone like yourself or reading about it, something like that. And that's why I felt like this was a, um, a really important episode. I wasn't even really sure what I was going to get out of it. I just knew that it was something that is intriguing to a lot of people that could really help a lot of people who might be stuck, who might be looking to improve, and just someone who is interested in this topic, because it really is interesting. And again, like I told you, it's something I was, I was curious about. I never really had the time for, but the simple tips that you gave us today are all very simple, all very simple. And um, I like the idea of the big desk, which I do have. I'm not using it properly. I'm fa- I'm basically doing everything except the glass desk. <laughs> <laughs> so there's definitely lots to improve here. And I hope people really got something out of this because there are things that you can do in life, very small things that can make major changes in your life. And um, I'm just curious, out of the people that you've helped, um, do you ever go back to these people? Do you help them again? Do you reevaluate is this something that 
maybe you can change or it's like once you're set up, you're set up. Like what, what are your thoughts on that? Because I love to change things all the time. I'm a fan of change. I love it. So it's hard for me to stay the same way all the time because it's just not, it's just not in me. So I'm curious how you, how you feel about that. Like, is there other ways to change? Is there, um, a little bit deeper that you can go with your clients? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, there's a whole other realm. Um, feng shui is never a one and done. I think a lot of people think that, oh, I have a feng shui consultant come out and, you know, they place a couple of things or move a couple things around and um, I'm golden, right? I'm good. Um, but it really depends on the intentions. And for most of us, especially in a time like now where things are changing so rapidly and things are changing so much, I mean, you know, I could definitely say, yes, I'm different than I was five years ago, but holy crap, I'm different than I was a year ago, like, because things are changing so quickly. So I always tell people it's never a one and done because your feng shui changes. So for example, I get called a lot with women who are experiencing infertility. So I have a lot of really cool tools that I can do in feng shui for infertility. So what your goals are right now for infertility are not going to be what your same goals are a year from now when you have a child. It could be that right now your career is thriving and you want, you know, certain things for your career and you want to get your desk set up. But a year from now when you have a child, your career may not be your number one intention. Now it's going to be different because you have your baby. So it all depends on what's going on in your feng shui in life. And it, it really depends on your intentions. Um, and what I have found is that people's intentions change year to year because you have different goals and different things going on in your life. So one year it may be career, one year it may be partnership, um, and one year it may be health because something pops up. Um, like I, and it really, you have to pay attention to what's going on in your life. Um, it's often so simple and it's staring at you, you know, in the face and a lot of people don't realize it. So like I had a gal a couple of months ago that contacted me and she's like, I have the booming career. I'm making a ton of money. I have the dream house. Like I've done everything on my own, but I really want a partnership. I really want the love of my life to come in. And so I go into her house and literally all of her art, she had this beautiful art collection, but all of the art were women and a lot of them didn't have heads. She had picked one artist that she loved, but they were all decapitated. And one in particular that she like held as her holy grail piece was, um, it was a beautiful piece of art, but it was terrible. Um, but it was a woman <laughs> made out of cut up sewing patterns. Like it was sewing patterns, like all chopped up in like a ballerina outfit. She had no hands, no head, no feet. And the, the bodice of her, uh, ballet suit was chopped up. And I'm like, are you seeing this? Like, how are you not putting these two together? <laughs> <laughs> and it was in her partnership area of her home. So you, it, it really comes down to just paying attention because again, your subconscious mind is picking up on everything. Your conscious mind is like, oh, this is pretty, but your subconscious mind is going danger, danger. <laughs> this is not appropriate. So it's just a matter of, you know, paying attention. So when she was really pushing hard for her career, her feng shui focus was abundance and getting her career off the ground. But three years later, when her career was already there and she was already making the money, now it was about a partnership. So it really is about those intentions and what's going on in your life. And that's what your feng shui is about. It's not about me going into the house and going, okay, 
we're going to do this for abundance. We're going to do this for partnership. We're going to do this for how, like, we're not going to do all that. It's too much. I mean, you'll probably pass out because it's too much energy. <laughs> so we're going to take one or two intentions and we're going to focus on that. And like my husband always says, small piles, one thing at a time. Because otherwise, all of this stuff will blow up in your life and you'll be panicking because it's too much, right? Yes. yes. <laughs> there is such a thing. <laughs> oh, there is. There definitely is. Oh, my goodness. This was so interesting. I had a lot of fun. Um, tell everyone where they can find out more about you. And I know you also have that little freebie for them. So let us know um, what the name of that is. And I'm going to put that in the show notes for everyone to connect with you and contact you to see if, you know, anyone wants to find out a little bit more information on this awesome topic. Again, my name is Amanda Gates. My website is gatesinteriordesign.com. Um, and the freebie is, uh, three simple feng shui techniques built to improve your business's bottom line. It's a free, uh, guide, uh, download that you can have. Um, and I also should mention that I have a book coming out this fall. It's, uh, called feng shui clutter detox. Um, it goes into detail about understanding our elements. We all have a, a dominant element in our life and how we attack clutter in different ways. And so, um, I have an entire chapter devoted to offices, um, and what works best based on your element and why, and how to attack it based on that so that you can actually accomplish it and have success. (laughs) That is awesome. I like that. That's, that's really cool. Congratulations. I can't wait to see that. That sounds like a lot of fun because I find myself uncluttering a lot. In fact, before we end, I'll just tell you, Every couple of months or so, I go through the closets and I just get rid of shit. I have these, I think it's when I go into my overwhelm mode. I feel like I need to clean something. That's my way of, of de-stressing. So, yeah, um, it's a sense of accomplishment. It really is. I feel like, ah, oh, I got something done. And right. then I go back to the computer. It's like, ugh. <laughs> and it's for you too. It's, it's a way to release energy yeah. by doing that. You're releasing energy and you're opening yourself up to the universe to invite new opportunities into your life. So you're probably a wood or a metal element, which is, allows you to do that. But someone like an earth or a water element is just like, no, I need to hang on to that. It's security. It's my security blanket. <laughs> but then you don't invite opportunities into your life. So that's great that you do that because that helps you constantly get new energy into your life. It does. But you're, it does. Your homework is to move your desk tonight. (laughs) (laughs) I can do that. I can definitely do that. (laughs) Flip that sucker around because I'll I'll bet that the energy starts shifting immediately for you and you'll start seeing a big reward from that. I'll be curious to see how that shows up for you. Yeah, I will definitely let you know. I will let you know. Awesome. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for today, Amanda. That was great. I cannot wait to, uh, to put this out to everyone. Yeah. um, Thanks so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for listening today. Please, if you liked the episode, please share with your friends and colleagues. Also, don't forget to come on over and join us in the Pod Junkie Pad over on Facebook to continue the conversations and really get to know each other. Bye.